Hello, welcome to the Let's Travel Baby podcast. Thank you so much for listening, whether it was just out of curiosity or you have the genuine interest to travel. Thank you for tuning in. So my mission here is to kind of break some stigmas regarding traveling that you need to have a whole bunch of money, you need to have a whole bunch of time, and you also need to be really, really old. I don't believe any of those things are true. I'm 21 years old. I go to school full time and I also work full time and I'm able to travel pretty much whenever I want to regarding classes, not missing them, of course. And I just want to start this podcast off with a positive affirmation. You are going to travel and we are going to make it happen. And I just want to say thank you for letting me be a part of that journey with you. So I did a poll on my Instagram asking people what they would be interested in hearing and 80% of people asked for the traveling under the $1,000 budget and then the 20% asked for the airports and airline secrets. So I'm going to divide this podcast into two parts to make sure everybody's happy and then towards the end I'm going to give bonus tips and this is really really important because these tips are coming from my older brother who travels like six to nine months out of the year he is in airports all the time so yeah okay so let's say you want to travel let's get excited so my first option would be regarding where you're gonna get your airline tickets from uh norwegian airlines it is by far the best airline i've come across service-wise and also just price-wise it's amazing it is a new airline and if you're taking notes on this podcast i would highlight that because it is so important it's a new new airline so it just came about a couple years ago and what i've found is that new airlines will sell their tickets very very cheap because they just want people to fly on their airline they want it you know experience it they want them to refer other people to it so this is what I found is that looking at new airlines you will end up finding the cheapest prices so Norwegian is the most popular new airline right now it has a whole bunch of you know flight times and you know cities and all that but it is still new so I would say this would be your first option for finding the cheapest ticket but not your first option for finding all countries and all cities so let me just break this down for you Um, Okay, so I would go into Norwegian Airlines first because you're going to find very, very cheap tickets. They have a fair calendar option on their website. So you're basically seeing on, you know, a month to month calendar, what is the best day to fly out regarding, you know, your destination and where you're coming from. So that is what I've been found to be the best as my first option. I have flown Norwegian so many times and they are so amazing. Okay, so my second option would be Google Flights and that's kind of like a no-brainer, you know, you would think, Um, but I would say in contrast to Expedia, Kayak, Cheapo Air, those are by far the worst sites to shop at for your airline tickets. And I will explain why. Okay, guys, this is going to be groundbreaking, okay? So Expedia, Kayak, all those shitty sites, they are businesses. And you have to understand, you know, they have to make their money. I understand that. So when you're buying an airline ticket from those, you know, travel agent sites that, you know, claim that they're giving you the cheapest price, 
they are still going to charge you a service fee. They are a business. They have to make their money. They're going to charge you, I, I don't know, I've, I've really found like up to a 50 to $100 service charge just for using their site for buying that ticket. And that is not the case for Google Flight. Google Flights uh, doesn't care about making money. <laughs> they're they're kind of rich enough. So they're just going to give you the cheapest flights on the calendar dates and then they're just going to direct you to the airline website to just buy it. They're not going to charge you a Google flight fee or anything like that. So you're going to end up finding the cheapest flights on Google. Also, I want to add that um, Google Flights is really great for giving you the overall general synopsis of how much you're going to be spending for your to and from destination airline ticket. You can kind of really, really dig on other sites and find maybe 30 to $40 savings, but Google Flights their database is absolutely obviously amazing and they're going to be really, really smart on just configuring the best overall price that you're going to be spending. It's going to be the lowest, but it is um, probably the best price you're going to find. And Expedia claims that there's no booking fee, but there is. Um, in especially in contrast to like other sites and stuff, you're going to find that for some reason, those travel agent sites have way, way more expensive prices than Google Flights or let's say Norwegian or something. So, so far it has been Norwegian first and then Google Flights and my third option would be airline websites. This is a travel hack secret, people. Airline websites are key for finding some of the cheapest flights. They are, again, businesses. So what they want to do is take people onto their site, get them around the website, see their, you know, uh, air points, or air mile, credit cards, uh, $9 fare clubs and stuff. They just want you on the site. So what they're going to do is give you secret sales. This is not even on Google Flights or anything or on Expedia or anything. Um, this is just going to be just on the airline websites. You're going to have to go directly to there to find some of the best prices. They don't announce it, but um, it is like a secret, I guess. I'm giving you a secret. <laughs> um, so they're going to have these sale drops there. So now that you know just kind of the best uh, ways to buy your tickets, you can't just buy your ticket just yet. There is some strategy. Stra mm, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say words. Um, there is a method to that madness, people. <laughs> so, oh my god, like, I'm laughing too hard. This coffee, y'all, I had a venti uh, espresso. It's like three shots. I'm fucking dying. <laughs> okay, so now that you know where to buy your best options for the cheapest tickets, there is a method and what you're going to want to do is buy on a Monday. A Monday is going to be your best day to buy the cheapest airline tickets. Again, if you're taking notes, highlight Monday. <laughs> and why? Why would you ask? Well, airlines actually have their sale days on Monday, and this is because it is the busiest days for your average working 9 to 5 person. Um, they're not going to be on the website looking for, you know, airline tickets. They're going to wait till Friday, Saturday, or Sunday when they've got more time to buy a ticket. So sneak in on Monday and let me, let me just tell you, Monday is your best day because 
on Tuesday they increase, on Wednesday they increase, on Thursday. It just keeps rising until Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, because guess what? Those people are off, and they are ready to buy some tickets, so they are going to ramp them up. And, you know, you would think, I'll be fine on a Tuesday, right? Wrong, people. Oh, my God. I have literally spent 50 uh yeah like 50 extra dollars on a tuesday i fucked myself i was like looking up a hostel or something i waited till like 12 p.m on a tuesday went up 50 dollars. i was so pissed um yeah buy on a monday just look on a monday and if it's not your favorite price do it anyway because on friday it's gonna be like 100 extra dollars <laughs> and so now that you know monday is your golden day what time would you buy? Well, that's an interesting question. Thank you for asking. Crack at hours, people. That's what it is. Buy at crack at hours. That has been my best luck um, to buy. When people are not on the site, think when people are getting ready for work, when they're sleeping, uh, when they're at work, um, those are going to be your golden hours to buy your tickets at. So what I've found with my best luck has been 1 a.m., 3 a.m., 9 a.m., that's when people are uh, typically getting ready for work. And also 3 p.m., I've heard, is a good hour. I've never really bought a ticket in the day, but I, I kind of reserve it for my, my creepy hours, my 1, my 3s, my 5 a.m.s. That's been where I've found the best luck. So Monday, crack at hours when people are sleeping, you know, when they're getting ready for the Monday hustle you are finding the cheapest ticket on the block for the same location. You're going to be in the same plane with them, saving like $150. <laughs> so now you would kind of automatically assume Friday, Saturday, and Sundays are by far your worst days to buy tickets. They are going to be the most expensive. People have their time off. They're going to be looking for the tickets. So please, please, please reserve for Monday and never ever ever buy on the weekend or on Fridays and never buy when people have time off that's just been my golden rule if you don't really know just know that when people are not on the site that is your best time to buy okay so now you've got everything planned out on when the best time and best day to buy your ticket is found is uh, with my algorithm on my instagram is that most of my followers come from the west coast like vegas or california so what i'm making for you guys is the we're going to reserve around two days dedicated towards traveling because when you're traveling on the west coast from vegas la whatever it's going to take around 10 hours to get to just about any single country i've been to columbia japan all of europe like everything takes around 10 to 12 hours so what i'm making right now is two days reserved for traveling two i mean two really half days you're gonna spend like around 10 hours in an airline and um then five days just reserved solely for enjoying that country and that's kind of what i'm making um regarding the series and the episode and just another helpful tip by this time next year so october 2020 Everybody in the U.S. will need a second form of identification going from a domestic flight or an international flight. So let's say you just want to go to like New York, you're going to need a second form of identification at the gate or um, 
security. So this means, you know, when you present your boarding pass or your, um, you know, ID, you're going to have to have either, what I found is like either a military and or passport. And I would just suggest, you know, if you're going to be traveling anyway at all, I would suggest getting it now because um, expedited shipping for passports is like um, like $60 to $100. So you don't want to be in a rush when you're traveling, especially deadlines. They're awful. Okay, congratulations. You've reached the end of our segment for bonus tips. So I texted my brother and I asked him, um, I'm doing a podcast, what would be your best tips? And he gave me a lot of information, which I'm very grateful for. Thank you, Jonathan. I love you so much. So he said, my favorite one is always travel as light as you can. He said, I never check a bag and never have to worry about lost luggage. And I totally agree with this, Jonathan. I think that that traveling light is one of your best economically smartest decisions you can make i have never ever checked in like a suitcase unless i'm going on a super long excursion Um, when i'm traveling for like a week or 10 days i'm usually just bringing a tiny tiny luggage or usually a backpack when i backpacked in europe for 10 days every single one of my outfits gifts and souvenirs and all that were just in this north face backpack so I totally agree with that. Never checking in a bag because a lot of the times things can get stolen. I've had the misfortune of just not having a lock on my suitcase and checking it in. And I don't know who, but somebody stole, you know, my speakers, my straightener. um, They've taken like my chargers, my Polaroid, any electronics because they can see with the x-rays. Um, and it's just been so shitty. Like when I'm traveling, you're already wanting to not spend a lot of money. You have to repurchase everything. I would suggest using a lock, but never really checking in a bag. There's ways around that, especially for somebody who is high maintenance as me. I bring my curlers, my straighteners, all that, and I'm able to just take it as a carry-on. Um, and I can also make another episode on how to travel light I always you know roll my stuff I have travel size everything I pack so light and I bring a ton of clothes because I'm like a little fashionista but yeah I totally agree with this they can lose your luggage and that can be an absolute nightmare especially when you're in another country he also said um also take the time to make an action plan before you want to leave things wait what'd you say Jonathan (laughs) Also, take the time to make an action plan before you want leave of things you want to see. So, I think you made a typo, bro, but um, I think he's talking about just making sure that you do kind of have a general synopsis of what you want to do when you're traveling. I would never say make a diligent plan on, you know, times we're doing this and this and this. That kind of takes the fun out of it and the spontaneity. Is that a word? Um, but yeah, I would for sure say, you know, maybe today we can go see the Eiffel Tower and then, you know, that cool coffee shop down the road, we can try that. But I would say never really make a plan, but kind of have a general idea of what you want to do. And then he said, make sure you leave yourself a couple days to do nothing. I completely agree with this. I did, again, another excursion, 10 days, five countries, like, I don't even know how many cities, maybe like 10. And it was really, really fun because we got to see so much, but it was so exhausting. Like, it was never 
really relaxing. It was more of a mission, so I totally agree with this. He said also, sit in a cafe and people watch and enjoy food. Again, just taking the time to enjoy that country and breathe in as um, more of an onlooker instead of a tourist. And then he also said, what I've been doing is Airbnb, local food tours, um, also are fantastic. I can, again, I am for sure making an episode on the no hotel rule, um, Airbnb and hostels. I'll make an episode on that if you guys would like to see that. Um, he said, get a local guide, small group. They can take you to all the local spots. Um, and then he said, for long travel, always, always, always travel with your compression socks and make sure you drink a ton of water on the flight. I totally agree with that, too. Um, compression socks are amazing. Mads, shout out to you. You introduced that to me, too. Um, and I've also brought, like, a golf ball and my fuzzy socks. I don't know if you guys follow me on Instagram, but I posted that on my story, and a whole bunch of people were questioning why I brought a fucking golf ball on the plane. And it's actually to increase uh, blood flow within your body. Um, if you take, like, a golf ball and you put it on the ground, and then you take your fuzzy socks and kind of roll your feet around, first of all, it feels amazing. It's a free foot massage. And also, it um, circulates your blood to prevent blood clots. Um, one of the most common reasons, like, flights will do emergency landings is because somebody would have a stroke because they weren't circulating their blood. So I would totally suggest bringing either a golf ball or compression socks just to make sure that you're safe and you have a comfortable flight. Um, yeah, and that kind of ends our ends our episode. Thank you again so much for listening. And just a point of interest, if you guys could just give me your feedback on how this episode went. I really love the praise and I would totally just want to hear if you liked it. But what I'm really going to be looking for is my critiques. Pretty tough. I'm not going to be hurt. So if you could just give me, you know, what would you improve? Would you organize this better? Did I say um too many times? <laughs> and um, how is my voice? Um, for me, when I listen to podcasts, the voice and the dialect and the tone and stuff are really huge indicators of I'm going to listen to that podcast or not. I've listened to like um, this amazing like subconscious like psychology breakdown uh, with all these professors and it was so intriguing. But what I couldn't get past was how awful their voices were and um, I just couldn't even get myself to listen through the first episode so yeah is my voice okay how did i do please 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 if you could just critique it give me your feedback i would love to hear it i'm thinking next episode i want to dedicate towards accommodation your cheapest and safest way to travel hostels airbnbs we're all going to be covering it in the next episode also if you're not already following me on social media my Instagram handle is Katie Lala with three E's and my Twitter is also the same thing. I'll be posting travel updates, all my pictures, insights, and more tips that won't be included in my podcast. So make sure you follow me there as well. Again, thank you so, so, so much for listening to Let's Travel Baby podcast. I'll see you on the next episode. Bye.